You're listening to the Indie Echo Podcast, a showcase of independent music and the artists that make it. I'm Jordan, producer at High Five Music. Patty Karens is an English singer-songwriter. In addition to his guitar-based music, he also has an electronic side. His new single is this one, Kodak Kids. <laughs> I started playing guitar um, age five. It's pretty young compared to other people that I knew. And I think I was mainly inspired by the Beatles. In year two, I was having a mental Beatle mania almost. It was, um, I, I loved all of their music, went to Liverpool quite a few times. Yeah, I think that was the sort of the starting that, that drove me to start learning to, to have an interest in music. I always found that I think I always wanted to write my own songs. I didn't start until 2015. I grew up with a band from England called New Model Army, who were kind of a folky rock sort of group that my uh, mum showed me, and the Beatles. I used to go to a lot of music festivals. I seem to remember going to music festivals, Bearded Theory, which is quite close to, to Derbyshire where I'm from. I grew up seeing the live, the live music, and then I think I kind of realised what artists were doing rather than just listening to it through a, a CD or something as it was back then. An experience that kind of interested me in the whole, not, not just listening to it, but also seeing it. Yeah, when my 14th birthday came around and I was able to go to Rock City in Nottingham, that was always uh, very fun. On the topic of genre, it's quite an interesting one, because at first I started off with a sort of rocky sort of phase, and the first two songs that I did were punk rock sort of thing. Eventually I started to, um, well, Spotify came out, I cut Spotify and then that just broadened my horizons from just the sort of folk and rock music into trip-hop sort of stuff. Sneaker Pimps especially being quite a, quite a big influence. Six Underground. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good song. I think it was Low Place From Home from that um, album, that really, um, yeah, yeah. that was the main thing that inspired my song, Can't Write Time. genre switch to Chains, which was a bit more bluesy in a way. Um, that was inspired by Alabama 3's Woke Up This Morning, um, the Sopranos theme, even though I haven't seen the Sopranos. Um, I just noticed that because they used to go to Bearded Theory Festival quite a bit. So I grew up seeing them perform and I was quite taken aback by their, their stage presence. The two guys on the stage dressed up in sort of cowboyish wear and then um, the backing vocalists dressed as nuns. It was kind of a really strange experience, but it, it got me really interested in them. Why do some feel more pain? Why are some locked up in chains? And then there was Hush, which was a repetitive but kind of meaningful song. I like that one a lot. 
has a lot of the, that classic feel. Yeah, it's it's strange because to me, I can I can listen to it. It's like six minutes long, and it's just two chords. But the the building up of various instruments, and then bringing it back mm. off, and ending and uh, starting and ending with the with the bird song is um, what I really like about it. So it's quite it's quite close to my heart, um, but not exactly quite commercial. I want you to follow my way One of my songs, Rose and Crown, that was, that came out, I, I seem to remember, it was just towards before uh, Covid hit. Um, I got DistroKid and um, put, put that out and um, then people from school were listening to it and that became quite um, quite a song with with people in my year um, just as we were about to leave secondary school so they all know that one now sitting on your throne with your rose and crown just for me I now sitting on your throne with your rose and crown just for me just for me. I think I wanted to just strip it back a bit and I, I wasn't too, I don't know, I wasn't too confident with, you know, pushing all these guitar solos and melodies on. I had done some of them before because with my two punk rock songs. I didn't really know how to expand it. Just wanted something kind of simple and quick to, to put out, which was kind of similar to Scared as well. That kind of came came in that sort of process. Eyes outside, I just wish you'd give me one night you talk with everyone but me. How do I compete easily with all those that share? I wish you could tell you like you yeah. but I won't. But I won't, because I'm too scared. But throughout year 11 through Spotify, I found one of my favourite artists, a guy called um, Trust, his name is a Canadian um, dark wave musician. And that opened my eyes to electronic music. Um, before then, I'd sneak pimps had used the, the technology, but it had it's not exactly um, completely electronic with synths and drum, drum machines going on. Throughout year 11, and then throughout the whole lockdown, basically for those, those months, I just sat in my room on an old laptop, on a really, you know, not even logic, just a really bad door and um, producing electronic music and um, uh, pushing ambient music and just trying to just trying to experiment and then learning how to use more synths and um, drum machines and that's where the two remixes came from for Scared and Rose and Crown as published under this Haven State account. sort of, as I said, a different persona, a different side to myself, um, away from the more poppy and more commercial um, guitar-based stuff. It was like Paddy Cones was the guitar stuff, The Saving State is the electronic stuff. I quite enjoyed that, but then of course we went back to, I went to college and then lots of work, so I wasn't able to, haven't been able to work on it quite as much, but I've used some demo tapes for the um, Lilith EP, which was quite personal and also quite a, an interesting set of three tracks, I thought, um, released on Halloween last year. 
So um, perfect for that sort of dark vibe. Do you ever want to try to blend the two egos together? Or, or is it, do you like having them separate like that? I kind of like having them separate, but I think I started to blend it a bit more together with um, Florence and Rosen and You're Not The One. Because um, You're Not The One, I remember recording it um, and it was, oh, I don't know, we had a guitar, we had a bass. Um, we had the drums and the vocals and we're thinking we've got a guitar lead but it's, it's just not there it needs something else because Florence had been quite a dramatic quite a big piece and then we'd had the synth section the instrumental break which kind of cut it apart from the, the it's mostly acoustic and then you've just got this great big synth break which people really like So I thought I must need to use the synths and then I'd actually been planning a This Haven State remix of You're Not The One but then I ended up just saying right let's just put the synths in, mix it and it ended up being quite a quite an expansive sound which I really liked going with the sort of wall of sound vibe. But the longer I leave it I see you're not the one I see you're not Yeah, it has this really fun arpeggio that goes throughout most of it. I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I'd been debating like uh, how it's going to make it into a completely new remix. I didn't have the time in my hands, so I just thought if I mix it together, then it'll work. Um, well, it'll be easier time-wise, and I think it, it worked to not to not have separate versions. All of that is leading up to your most recent single. Kodak Kids. And so where did that come from? It's interesting actually, because it's usually I'll, I'll start, I'll find a chord sequence, then I can kind of start to think of a melody line that the vocal you use. And then I'd write like a page worth of random phrases to do with a certain subject that I'd chosen the song to be about. And then I'd eventually like pick the best phrases, try and see how it fitted. But with this one, it was weird because it was I'd never gone back to something that I'd tried to write before and then move it on to the next level. All the songs are written like, right, I'm working on this one now, then it's finished, and then uh, I've never I'd never had that sort of improvement. But the chords and all all of the sequences for Kodak Kids had been written probably about two years ago. Um, I think I was trying to make just a bit of a happier song because all the others uh, start off with e mi uh, A minor and that's it. Um, so I was trying to make something a bit more jolly. So um, I came up with the chords and then I wrote a load of lyrics. The first draft of some of these lyrics just really poor and um, just didn't really mean much. So then I wrote another version probably about a year ago. Still didn't really agree with it. But then after last summer, I was kind of inspired by just highlights like going out with friends and the, the sun and walking around the countryside um, in Derbyshire. And so I basically dedicated the song to that as almost like a montage of various things that I did last summer. And then I, I realised that I'll release it now because as we started to build up to summer, of course, in the in the week that I released the song in the in the UK at least, it was um, 
it was we had we had some really nice sunny weather but next week after it was drizzling and we had snow last week so uh, yeah same here same here what inspired that that summery vibe like any particular song or artist i mean i started listening to a lot more eels and i quite liked how they use seventh chords and very uh, major chords but with the lyrics being really dark and depressing um, although the lyrics for this aren't dark and depressing it kind of showed me a new way to to write rather than just start with basic chords and then not really try to develop the melodies I kind of realized I might I should use more electric guitar because before I was just revolving around acoustic guitar and it wasn't really uh, I didn't feel like I was progressing. I was progressing lyrics-wise, I thought, with You're Not The One, I thought they were probably the best lyrics that I'd written to that date. Musically, I realised if I was tr trying to push myself and gain more of a, a following, then I had to come up with something that was a bit more imaginative and a bit more addictive to listen to. I came up with lots and lots of riffs, um, solos, which ended up being played on the chorus, and things like this and I think it just came together and when we were mixing it we realised that we could have been mixing it forever there were so many different tracks because it was in a, similarly to uh, Florence and You're Not The One it kind of is that wall of sound sort of vibe the next track or one of the next tracks will not be quite like that the one that I'm working on at the moment is a bit more laid back but has still got that sort of a sunny vibe going on. Ultimately, I think I realised that I needed to write a happy song, and that's that's what inspired it really. Rather than all these depressing songs about death, like "Can't Bribe Time" and um, chains about racism, and so I basically just thought, right, I need to, I need to just um, do something a bit more happy. And when you perform these live, do you have a band that you play with? No, I just. Um, I just perform on my own acoustic guitar, vocals, quite easy. It would be nice to have um, more of the instruments going on. I suppose I could use a backing track, but yeah, I like to, to have complete control over all the music while I'm performing live. And so I can just kind of build up a rhythm rather than being dependent on um, a backing track or other people. Have you dabbled in performing live as the Saving State or? I'd love to, but in Derbyshire, in uh, rural Derbyshire, we haven't really got the, the chance to put on uh, any uh, dark wave electronic ambient shows. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. So, uh, <laughs> Not yet, they'll get there. They'll get there someday. Yeah. <laughs> I could get away with doing some acoustic guitar stuff, but yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I got you. <laughs> I did music at GCSE and I'm doing music tech um, at A level. I, I won't be continuing. I'll be going on to doing history and politics out of all things. So, um, yeah, um, taking more academic route in education. But the music will always be a side. Uh, will always be a part of what I do. I, I can't give it up. I wouldn't give it up ever. Yeah. So when you're you're running for MP, you'll have a campaign song and all this kind of things. So. Yeah, compose. <laughs> <laughs> the, the pressure will be on then to make a catchy melody else. <laughs> no, no chance of election, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is there a most difficult part of the process? Lyrics-wise, it's definitely probably the hardest. I used to just bang out a song, have one done, and then just realise, oh, this is, this is rubbish. Um, but I think You're Not The One was the big marker. Um, where I tried to push myself with lyrics and it was very difficult and it took about a month to write compared to some songs which I managed to write in a week. I think the main thing was, was this that helped me to cross that line of 
me actually personally believing that it was it was it was good is um, the fact that I use a process where I would write two lines a day or try and come up with two really good lines that I thought matched and exactly explained what I wanted to get across rather than just some generic lines getting across a theme I wanted it to be completely the whole subject to be explained really well and I think I managed to do that it's quite tiresome but in a way it it, it really helped and help my confidence, especially when performing it live, I can really feel like I can own it because I, it means so much. Although the, the amount of metaphors in it might make it hard for people to understand exactly what I was trying to convey. That can be good though, because you know you have the what the song means to you, then it's what other people take away from it on their own. Yeah, that's, uh, I've realized some people have been asking, oh, what does this mean? Or what does this mean? And uh, the close. Not always spot on. I think only two people have actually really sussed what Kodak Kids is meant to kind of mean for some reason. Um, just, you know, young people taking photographs and posting it on social media, that sort of idea. And you've done some collaborations as well, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, there's the Rose and Crown remix, which I thought um, really spiced that one up. Um, just gave it more of a, of a vibe and um, that was remixed by Crisis. And then Bishop's Blue was a track that I did with Jaguar, who's a sort of ambient sort of project. I just supported him at his launch event of his new EP, which was really good. And that was quite interesting because I didn't actually have any involvement with making any of the music on that one, even though obviously with this Haven State, I, I can actually, you know, it's not out of my boundaries to produce that sort of ambient music but he basically just wanted me to do vocals on it he'd I turned up at his house and we recorded the vocals in a matter of an hour at that and um, yeah, just got it out there yes. That is the idea. Four four track EP would be quite nice just before I go away. So that's for the, the Paddy Cairns um, thing. I with this Haven State, I've got about four tracks that I'm looking on um, looking to work on um, while I've got the time over Easter. I'd originally put out the the Paddy Cairns songs and thought, right, this is my focus. But then once this Haven State st stuff started coming out, then I was thinking. This is going to be my main project, but once Florence came out in July 2021, that's when it kind of converted back to Paddy Cairns as being the main main sort of project. I suppose it's a bit more commercial, so people are a bit more likely to listen to it than 
some strange uh, dark wave ambient stuff. So yeah. What would you say you've from your first releases to Kodak Kids you have learned between those times? What's the most different that you can tell? Probably how to build the wall of sound sort of idea. The sort of having lots and lots of instruments stacked on top of each other. Because before then I was quite prepared to take along an acoustic guitar, a song that I'd written that week and do a bass line over it the next, then do a few piano things in the um, in the pre-chorus and then the chorus and then um, just do the vocals and then bang you've got a song out in a month or something but it wouldn't have really been I don't know it wouldn't have really been special or it would have it would have just sounded the same so that sort of idea of using electric guitars more and using synths more and just build up a more interesting sound more complex so people can actually people are more likely to come back and listen to it that was the whole idea links to Patty's music and everything else can be found in the show notes Indie Echo is a product of Hi5 Music, a digital production studio that brings your bedroom demos to life. If you want your music produced, mixed, or remixed, visit the link on my Instagram, at Hi5 Music, and you can follow the show, at Indie Echo Podcast. Thank you for listening.